Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. This is Grilling at the Green After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to uh, Grilling at the Green. We've got my good friend John Breaker from Birdie Ball here with us. Uh, um, the cool thing about what we're doing now with the shows, John, is we're editing them for radio, as we always did. And then they're going to be able to hear the whole kind of unedited thing, except for me scratching inappropriate places or something uh like on uh, youtube and some of those uh i mean we're on 30 33 right. social media platforms or something so anyway it's going to be good so some of the things that you think maybe we should have covered in the regular show but you didn't hear it we probably did cover it but you got to watch the whole the whole thing so to find that out there um you were talking about you're going to start uh, you know, a, a birdie ball park, a birdie ball fun center div, yep. like that. Um, you know, I think it's a great idea, first of all. And I wanted to step back one thing, too, and say, I disagree with people that say it's not like hitting a real golf ball. If you hit a golf ball pure, which I rarely do, <laughs> but if you do, it will have the same feel or almost the exact same feel as hitting a birdie ball. So ye doth not know what ye speak of if you say that, because you're not hitting it, you know, you're not hitting it flush. You're not hitting it pure. I kind of thought the same thing until I hit them a few times. And then I found this is my endorsement for birdie ball. And that's perfectly legal. And it's my show. And John helps me. Um, I kind of, the first few times I hit it, I was like, Whoa, Whoa, you know, what's this? And then, uh yep you know well, there it was one of the super great you know feelings that you get when you really hit a birdie ball but you know perfect the first time is you understand what compressing it means yes and it, you can you can come because it doesn't have a core it you can compress it a little easier okay in in terms of the feel and so that you know that that thing literally now just got glued to my club face for another nanosecond. And, you know, and that's really what it's about, right? Yeah. I mean, just when you feel it and it's like, oh my God, that's it. That's it right there. And I go, I'm going to be able to put this anywhere I want to put it. And, and, you, and, and when you release it and it leaves and, and it just does this magical thing. And, and, and one of the things that it does even better than a golf ball is it goes up in the air faster than a golf ball. Okay. So, you know, uh, the the pressure differential created by the dimples, you know, is what gets the golf ball up in the air. This is the biggest dimple on the planet, right? Right. That dimple will lift this golf ball, birdie ball up so fast that people 
you're just drawn to it because what do you want to you want to see it in the air you know and when you go to the driving range you don't want to see worm burners you know and you'll get it there in the driving range you'll sit behind somebody and you can just see them just you know so frustrated because they don't realize you know some of the very basic fundamentals which is you got to hit down on it to make it go up it's just so counterintuitive right well the birdie ball has this flat side on it so you know you've we tell people you know try to put the flat face of the golf ball on the flat golf club sorry on the fat flat face of the birdie ball because that 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 really kind of you know puts a picture of what i'm trying to do because right another, you're trying to you really are de-lofting your club to make contact with so with all of your irons as we, you know we teach everybody you know your hands need to be slightly in front of the ball at impact and why is that well it's because you want to de-loft your club slightly so that you are descending on the ball and uh that descending you know uh you know you'll you'll play golf with someone who you know like we laughed earlier will hit their seven iron 200 yards and that happens you know you play right. with those guys and we all know what it is it's they have de-lofted that they've de-lofted it into a five iron and, you know and at impact it's a five iron four and a half iron and then it then ball leaves they take the beaver pelt you know and uh, yeah that all happens so fast that as a layman standing behind somebody who hits a golf ball pure, you think that they, you know, they took the beaver pelt out from underneath the golf ball. <laughs> you know, of course, once people understand the beaver pelt happens after the golf ball is gone, and but they have to watch it in slow motion, and it takes a while to really appreciate what's going on there. It really does. I, I think that's analogous to... Back, I was a old horse guy and they didn't know that the balance and the motion of a horse till a photographer caught it back in uh, a trotting horse back okay. in 1897 or something like that. But he took enough, he had enough cameras that right. he just took this series of shots. And then they finally figured out how the horse actually moved. Okay. You know what I mean? And which leg went where and yeah. what what side was in sync with another one and that type of thing. And I think that's what people have to they have a they have a mental image when they hit the golf ball. Yeah. We all do. Yeah, yeah. But if if they don't, you know, come down on it, hit it, and it doesn't fly off, which for a lot of people it doesn't, especially if you're out there hitting range rocks all the time. Right, right. You right. know, like yes. that. Yeah. And that's and, terrible, yeah. Yeah. So, but if you can hit a birdie ball in your backyard and you can, and you can hit it flush with your seven iron and it goes, you know, 120 feet or whatever, and that's it. But you can home plate to second base. That's the best way to kind of imagine. Yeah. Yeah. But it's great. And when you first sent them to me, like I said, I was a little doubtful and then it only took me about hitting like five of them. And then I went, yeah, this is good. Yeah. This is good. And it works, and, works and, out really we, well. We're in the probably 8 million of them sold so far. And, uh, um, you know, I can tell you, and I'm going to give this plug to Dix, if you don't mind, we're in Dix now. And, and uh, you know, in the beginning, um, we were in all of the retailers, right? So we won Best New Product at the PGA Merchandise Show in, in 2004. Uh, and every retailer put them in, you know, oh, these are, these are great. These are going to sell like hotcakes. Well, they didn't sell like hotcakes because nobody could wrap their mind around how a napkin ring flew like a golf ball. So we almost went out of business because, you know, um, even, you know, the old names that aren't even around anymore, uh, you know, they all, they all put them in. Um, 
and uh, they all sent them back because they didn't they didn't sell off the shelf, right? So Dix called and said, "We want to put your product in." And I said, "Do you remember what happened? Uh, you know, uh, 19 years ago?" And they were like, "Yeah, well, you've you've conquered the universe now. I mean, now now people walk into our store and ask for them, and we don't have to explain how they work." Because uh, we've worked hard to do that. And sure. you know, back to your original question, how did you do it? And, you know, by the grace of God, to a great degree, I mean, just showing up every day is another. Doing demo days, it's, it's a product that has to be demonstrated. It has to be demonstrated to sell. And honestly, you know, the advancement of uh, video on the Internet allowed us to show people what was going on. And so if we could get them to our website, you know, we might be able to get them into a video that explained it. And, uh, and then we might have a chance of selling them something. And, uh, and I'll tell you another market that, that blew up for us was the schools, right? I mean, the PE teachers took to it like, you know, right off. Yeah. Because, you know, they could do it in a gymnasium with our strike pads. The football fields became golf courses they could set up. And we were talking about, you know, the, you know, the, uh, the targets and the strike pads and the bags and the balls. And you just drop it on a football field. And, you got a nine hole. We have a little, you know, little instructional that shows you how to make a nine hole course on a football field, right? So, so great, you know, a great program for all the PE teachers, and you know, and then the kids would take them home and they would show their mom and dad, and uh, you know, it's been a very, very organic uh, growth, and uh, and you really just stick to itiveness, right? We're just that product is too good to abandon. You know, we have to be able to communicate that. I know it's hard. You know, but let's let's get it there. And uh, and uh, yeah, so I think that's one of we always said, you know, our our end game will be when we're back in retail. Um, And after 19 years, we're back in retail. (laughs) Well, I do think the best thing is. Like you said, organically, you've got to get it out to the people. You've got to let them hit it, smell it, touch it, feel it, throw it. Whatever it is, and I think that once that's done and you have a modicum of success and that starts to build, um, and, I, and I would bet that you have got a lot of people that said, you know, I, when they've ordered something, if they've talked to you or, or any of your customer service people, they said, uh, well, you know, my neighbor had one of these. His kids bought it to him for Father's Day or whatever the story. And I went over and I hit a few. I think I want to do this. Uh-huh, yeah. And that's why totally. I think. Yeah. And, and one of the great applications for it is uh, hitting it back and forth with your neighbor. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a great way to meet your neighbor because, you know, let's face it, uh, 120 feet is still probably a pretty good sized backyard. Right. And you can go to the open space or you can go to the park, you can go to the football field, whatever it is. But uh, you get your neighbor and you hit them over the fence or the better stories I have are the guys that, you know, hit them over each other's houses, you know, and it's literally they're hitting them, but playing back and forth and catch with sure with a golf ball. But, you know, that was what my dad and I did. And, and to the end, you know, he's passed. Um, but, you know, we did that until until, you know, two weeks before he passed. You know, we would get out in the backyard and, hit, you know, hit him back and forth. And, you know, we'd be able to talk because you're, you know, you're a hundred feet away, you, you know, and if there's not a lot of noise, you can actually still have a conversation with someone and you're talking about the day. And it's just like, you know, it's just like, you know, field of dreams. We all cried our eyes out. Right. When the dad at the end says, you want to, you want to have a catch. And, uh, 
you know, if all of us were sons or our sons and uh, all men, all of us men are. And uh, that's a, that just grabs you. Yeah. Both it, that field of dreams. And I, it's the same thing with birdie ball. When I think about it, you know, my dad and I never, you know, played, he was such a hardworking guy. And most, most of us baby boomers, that was our parents because they were, they grew up in the depression. Right. Right. And they all had that scar and they couldn't throw anything away and they couldn't not work every minute of every day. Uh, and they could never relax. And, uh, so this birdie ball gave my dad and I a chance for him to relax and for us to get to know each other. You know, when I was in my late forties and he was in his, uh, you know, late seventies and, uh, yeah, those are the best memories I have for sure. Yeah, absolutely. No, and you're right about the, um, you know, the the generation that lived through the depression. Um, my yeah. mom, yeah. until she had to move into a care facility, yeah. was hell on wheels. <laughs> she just was. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway, what I was saying, John, is we lost my mom. Uh, first of July, she would have, she would have been 99 next week. Uh, but I think that work ethic is what kept a lot of them going. And I think that instilled that in people like us who, um, although we do segregate out some time to have some fun, you have to, we learned, yeah. but, but it was learning. It, it was learning. I mean, you know, it's uh, my kids were, you know, we're, you know, behind the curtain here we are going crazy and uh and this is where we make hay and so we don't take a break now but over the last five years we we always in january go somewhere nice right i mean it's like you know mexico hawaii um you know somewhere but we you know it's just it's got to happen um and more for me than for them even right i mean and and you gotta make yeah we we've we booked our Hawaiian deal for next year already. Um, two nice. weeks, uh, two weeks of Maui after Christmas going into January. So got it. You got to do that, man. You just got to decompress, even though we're talking about compressing uh, an oversized yes. napkin ring. Yes. You yes. got to decompress. You That's do. what I'm you saying do. there. Where, um, back to, uh, back to birdie ball for a second. Have you, uh, you know, you're back in the retail circuit. You're looking at um, doing the fun centers, if you will, but is there any actual products you're kind of messing with at this point? Yeah. You know, so um, gen two birdie ball, right. Gen two birdie ball. And I have one, I'm staring at one and I, I don't, I, I, I'm working on a on on patents on it, and so I don't really want to disclose it. It's okay, but, but it is. Uh, let's give you some highlights. It's it's uh, it's rounder. It's uh, uh, heavier. It's it's. I'm going to say more like a golf ball, um, but it is. It's designed to play a new game, right? So. Um, I've, I've always thought there was a market for a, let's just say par three sized full bag, you know, where you can hit every club kind of an opportunity. Sure. It reminds me of another interesting thing we have patented. I don't know if I ever told you we have a patent on a game that is 14 balls and one club. So we can engineer the ball 
to go anywhere from 40 yards to 300 yards. Wow. So instead of picking a club, you pick a ball. <laughs> I like you know? that. So, so, yeah. So, you know, uh, it, it, so it's a one club. And, and, you know, our concept was kind of maybe you play it with, a, you know, maybe a hybrid looking club. But uh, yeah, and then you you know you you get to the green and put out. But uh, you know that's you know that product. Um, you know, as you know, we're we're going to do a Gen two on the outdoor putting green, where we put a base in it. Okay, so uh, you know the outdoor putting greens are great. They're very high face weight, tightly woven. Uh, but you know the cup is shallow; it's a half inch deep. And so we have uh, a method now to make them twice as deep, to make a one inch deep hole on a, you know, portable roll it out outdoor putting green. And sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I the, happen to know about that. Yeah. Yeah. And we just, we just need to get really the, uh, the assembly uh, down, you know, tight so that people can do it, um, you know, uh, on their own without a whole lot of uh, difficulty. And it's not super difficult, but. Uh, you know, just putting a base under it, basically, and uh, and but the, the challenge is, is that the base the, the base grows and shrinks at a different rate than the surface does. So there are some things you have to do with the hole in the base to allow it to float with the hole on the top, right? right. So the cups don't get pulled out, and uh, and that has taken a little bit of engineering, and it it requires a floating plug, if you will. And so that's that's coming and uh, that's going to be a game changer in the outdoor world. I mean, you know, the majority of the putting greens in the world are sold. I'm going to say dollars. OK, the majority of putting green dollars are in, uh, you know, nice backyard installations. Right. I mean, those are, as you know, those are 30, 40, 50, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, go see Phil Mickelson's backyard. Right. And um, in our material, our products. They were meant for indoor now our, our aerated polymer is meant yeah. for indoor. But uh, you know, to get just a little bit of that outdoor market, you know, where we're just gonna be for the patio, right? It just is gonna be on the patio or the deck, but it's a legitimate little tool to go, you know, put around on. So there you go. John Breaker, Birdie Ball, birdieball.com, Cowboy 20. Cowboy 20. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll keep that, we'll keep that going. For a while. Yeah, we'll keep that going. Well, I'll, you know, I'll run that through Christmas. Okay. Yeah. We can do that. Anyway, John, thank you for being on the show. It was so fun. I enjoy you so much. And I am going to get to the great Northwest, um, you know, because it's just, it's a part of the country that uh, I've always loved. And, uh, and I, I want to come see you. So, yeah. Well, we can do that. And I need to get back to Colorado. And, uh, and, uh, we can go chase around after some elk or something, you know, yeah. follow them. Chase them far. You've seen my backyard. I, yeah. I show you right now, there are no elk out there right now, but uh, there were some earlier. Yeah. Always, always. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. That's going to wrap it up for the after hours with John Breaker from birdie ball. You can find that at birdieball.com online and uh, lots of good stuff there for your Christmas and it doesn't have to be Christmas it can be any time of the year, but. We just happen to be talking Christmas right now. So everybody here at uh, Grilling at the Green, I want to thank you. I want to thank John for being on the show again. And you all have a good weekend. Take care.